Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. And today, we're going to be talking all things long-term health care as I am joined by one of the nation's leading long-term health care specialists, Matt McCann. Matt is also a nationally known speaker on long-term health care issues. So, Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you, Curtis. Glad to be here. Well, why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, as you mentioned, I am a specialist in long-term health care. Um, I got into uh, this area, unfortunately, because of a personal experience. My mom, at age 59, uh, ended up uh, in a nursing home. So I heard firsthand and saw firsthand uh, the, the impact uh, her situation had on the entire family. Um, that got me involved in long-term care insurance, and that's kind of evolved over the years um, from not only being a long-term healthcare specialist and dealing with insurance issues, uh, dealing with claims and how they impact families. Uh, I speak on long-term healthcare issues across the country. Um, so this is something that uh, I'm very passionate about. And uh, you know, my family was, was thrown a curveball uh, they didn't expect that to happen to, to my mom. And unfortunately, uh, many families, not just in the United States, but worldwide are impacted by the consequences of uh, declining health and aging. Well, for those who might not be aware, explain to people actually what long-term health care is. Um, long-term health care is the type of care that uh, we typically need um, over a long period of time, and by federal definition, that's more than 90 days, um, receiving help with what we call activities of daily living. Those are all the things we kind of take for granted today that at some point, either due to an illness, accident, or just the impact of aging that we need help and assistance with, or we require supervision due to some type of memory issues. Now, when we look at and think about activities of daily living. Think about all the things that we do routinely that we don't think twice about. You know, eating, dressing, uh, moving from point A to point B, uh, going to the bathroom, uh, bathing, all these types of things that at some point we need help with. And when we need help with it, that either means family members must do that or we pay for professionals to help us uh, at home or in a long-term care facility. What a lot of people are completely unaware of is that health insurance that we have uh, while we are in our working years or Medicare when we're 65 and older will not pay for most of this long-term health care. That means the consequences are either on our back pockets or savings and investments or family members must become caregivers and of course um, that's a physical and emotionally demanding job. And it's really tough for adult children uh, to, or a spouse to juggle uh, their jobs and other family responsibilities with that of being a caregiver. Why do you feel that planning for long-term health care is important? 
Well, I, I think it really comes down to the consequences of not being prepared. And of course, Medicaid, which is the medical welfare program in the United States, is the primary payer of long-term health care in the United States. And, and much of that is because uh, people are not prepared. Uh, they either have little resources to start with, which is what Medicare or Medicaid rather is intended for, or they spend down all their savings to end up uh, paying for care themselves. And once they exhaust all their assets, they end up on the Medicaid program. So by being prepared, you have access to quality care options. You get to safeguard income and assets. And probably just as important, uh, you give loved ones the time to be family. Um, there's a physical, emotional, and sometimes even a financial burden that adult children have uh, when a loved one needs long-term health care. And people, unfortunately, don't think of this often until a family's in crisis, when something happens. And obviously, at that point, it's a little too late to plan. Well, you talk about how Medicaid won't pay for most of your long-term care. What does health insurance and Medicaid pay towards long-term health care? Well, let, let's make sure we don't confuse Medicare and Medicaid. And uh, it's easy to remember Medicare care is health insurance for those 65 and older. Uh, we pay taxes our entire lives for the Medicare program. That becomes our primary health insurance when we're 65. Medicaid aid is the medical welfare program. It will pay for long-term health care, but only if you have little income and assets. Uh, traditional health insurance and Medicare will only pay 100 days of skilled care. Now, that's not 100 days in our lifetime. That's 100 days per diagnosis. So you could have multiple events that trigger those 100 days. You fall, break a hip, there's 100 days. You have a stroke, there's another 100 days. But it's limited to skilled care, and it's limited to 100 days. But most long-term health care ends up being what we call custodial care. Custodial care is help with those activities of daily living that we were talking about or supervision due to memory loss. And that is not covered by any health insurance or by Medicare or Medicare supplements. Again, Medicaid will pay for it only if you have little or no income and assets. The result is we end up having to pay for care out of pockets or having family caregivers take care of us um, unless we are been prepared and have long-term care insurance and long-term care insurance will pay for those types of uh, services. Well, give, give people who might not have long-term care insurance some tips on how they can pay for long-term care if they need it. Well, if you don't have long-term care insurance, you're going to have to find caregivers. Uh, there's a number of resources to do that. You know, most people want to be able to stay at home. Uh, I, I think there's very few people that want to go to a nursing home. And what we, we have found is nursing home use has, has dwindled over the last 10 years, especially even more so since the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic that, uh, what has it been, uh, two years that we've gone through that? So people want to be able to stay at home in what we call age in place. And so if you can find a caregiver, whether it's a home health aide or uh, other types of homemaker and companionship services that can take care of us, um, that's going to be ideal. 
the, the cost of care varies um, from location to location and depending on the type of service that you need. So if you're looking for, for care, um, you know, those costs can, can run anywhere from 30, 40, 50, 60, even up to $100,000 a year, depending on the types of services you need and where you live. Uh, there's a great resource to find uh, the cost of care. It's a website called LTC News. Uh, that's www.ltcnews.com. There is a cost of care calculator and you can find where you live uh, and the types of uh, services, whether it's at home care, adult daycare, assisted living uh, and nursing home and see what the costs are gonna be. When you look at those costs, that's why planning and having some kind of insurance is helpful uh, because uh, few of us can you know, pay for $50,000, $100,000 worth of care every year, especially if we need care when we're older um, and when we're on a, obviously a much tighter budget. What tips can you give family members trying to balance being a caregiver along with their jobs and careers? You know, that's physically and uh, uh, emotionally demanding. Uh, there's a number of things that people can do if they find themselves being a caregiver. The first thing is to ask for help. And when you hear that, you might think, well, gee, that's common sense. Um, the reality is generally it's a daughter or daughter-in-law that becomes the primary caregiver. And what we see is they often don't ask for help. They take it on themselves. And that stress and, and uh, is, is really difficult as they try to you know, try to do their job and be a caregiver. So what happens often is they leave their job. Uh, they become a full-time caregiver uh, and their, their spouse, if they have a spouse, uh, has the, uh, they have to take up the financial uh, for the family. Um, you know, if they have enough family resources, if their spouse is earning enough income, you know, hopefully that won't be a, a big problem. So asking for help from siblings, um, if they have siblings to help, uh, there are uh, services that are available. There's adult daycare uh, that can be used in adult daycare. And a lot of people laugh about this, but uh, adult daycare is very similar to child care. Only it's for older people, for adults, as opposed to kids. And that is a way to provide a respite for family caregivers. So they get dro dropped off during the day and give that informal family caregiver a break. Getting a break is essential because when you're a caregiver and you're taking on all this responsibility, it builds up, it is physically demanding, it is emotionally demanding. You've gotta get yourself out of that situation or you're gonna have your own health issues to have to deal with. So adult daycare is a great way to to give yourself respite if you're a caregiver. Um, obviously there's costs involved. Someone's gonna have to pay for the adult daycare, but um, it's, it's a lot more affordable than let's say a nursing home or an assisted living facility would be. Um, sometimes uh, families will try to rotate the role of caregiver, uh, especially if money is tight and you can't pay for professional caregivers to come in. And assuming there was no long-term care insurance that was was put in place. 
Uh, so if there's three or four siblings between them, they can take turns. Um, and that really will, will kind of alleviate some of that, that pressure. But there's one thing to keep in mind. Um, a lot of long-term health care is very personal. It's help with personal hygiene, bathing, going to the bathroom. Often the care recipient, usually a mom or dad, uh, is going to be just as uncomfortable with one of their, their adult children, or even worse, a, a daughter-in-law, performing those activities. Um, it's also uncomfortable for the caregiver to do that with someone you know and love. And it takes a special type of person to be able to, to perform those activities and make the, the, the care recipient comfortable as they do that. So it's gotta be well thought out. If you're gonna be the caregiver, you gotta understand what it is that you're gonna be doing, whether you yourself are comfortable with that and whether your loved one is gonna be comfortable with you performing that activity. Now, unfortunately, of course, there's no other options. Um, if we have not planned for long-term health care and the crisis has occurred, we've got to deal with it somehow. Um, most people want to avoid placing a, a loved one into a nursing home, especially a Medicaid uh, nursing home. So to try to avoid that, we, we provide care at home for our loved ones if we can. Um, and that takes strategy. Sometimes that takes training. Uh, we've got to learn how to help someone in and out of uh, a bathtub or shower, uh, get them on and off the, the toilet properly. Um, help them with their personal hygiene, things like getting dressed. Okay, if you're trying to help someone get dressed and they're not able to help themselves, uh, that's not an easy chore. Um, even if someone's not that big, I mean, you take someone who's you know five, ten, 160 pounds. Well, that's not that bad, right? But consider that dead weight. Um, trying to maneuver them get them dressed, get them in and out of the bathroom, that sort of thing is not easy. Um, I think one of the challenges, Curtis, that a lot of people have is they, they think that long-term care is just, you know, sitting with a loved one, you know, maybe helping them uh, make a meal and, and uh, help them pay their bills. And certainly sometimes that's all it is. But often with the progression of care, our needs progress, it becomes more difficult, and it will require a lot more effort on the caregiver to help that care recipient. And I think that's why, Curtis, you know, having a plan in place before these, these changes occur will not only protect your savings, but will reduce some of the stress and anxiety on, on those you love. Well, you, you submitted to the House and Senate some testimony about long-term care. Tell us about that and tell us about the political impact of long-term care. Well, it, it, there, there, there's a lot involved. I know right now, uh, Senator uh, Tomey from uh, Pennsylvania has introduced uh, legislation that's being advanced in the Senate Finance Committee that would allow people to use money that's in their 401k or other qualified accounts, your IRA, 403b accounts, 
and use that money early without penalty while they're still working uh, to pay for long-term care insurance. A lot of people, they have uh, savings in their, their, their qualified accounts, in their IRAs, in their 401ks. And this money, uh, there's penalties involved if you take it out early. Um, so what this legislation, if passed and signed by the president, would allow you to use that money without penalty. Um, 45 states have what we call long-term care partnership programs um, in place. And these are special long-term care insurance policies that provide dollar-for-dollar -dollar asset protection, or what a uh, state bureaucrat would refer to as asset disregard. So in the event you were to exhaust all the money from a long-term care policy, you'd be able to legally shelter part of your estate based on the total amount of benefits paid by the policy and still qualify for Medicaid. In other words, you wouldn't have to be poor to be on Medicaid. It's an incentive to encourage people who are working to plan um, and even a small policy can provide substantial asset protection. Um, there's been over the years uh, legislation that would uh, increase uh, tax incentives uh, for people to purchase long-term care insurance policies on both the federal level and the state level. There are a handful of states that have state incentives in place to encourage such a purchase. But there is also a, what I would think, a disturbing uh, thing being taken by a handful of states. The state of Washington has been the first one to do this. And what the state of Washington has done is they have instituted a, a payroll tax on 100% of earned income for anyone age 18 and over in the state of Washington, unless they own a long-term care policy. So for some people, especially those that you know, earn you know, $100,000 up, it, it, it's a very expensive tax. The money from this tax is to sure up the Medicaid program, um, but it's also kind of designed to help encourage people to buy long-term care insurance. So Washington's tax uh, starts in 2023. Right now, California and New York State are both uh, close to instituting their own long-term care taxes. Uh, there's a handful of other states that are in the process of uh, thinking about this, and this could be a punitive uh, way government is going to use the strong arm of taxation in a negative way to get people to plan or to generate revenue or a combination thereof. Um, so there's a lot of things that are going on. The problem of long-term health care is, is growing. We, we live in an aging society. Um, there's a lot more people out there over 50 than there ever has been before. So you got the, of course, you got the boomers, you, you know, you've got the late boomers, which are the younger end of the baby boom generation. And then you got generation X, which is just uh, following uh, a little bit younger under that. So there's a lot of people in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s all getting older. And as we go to older, we all experience uh, declines in health. Our bodies change, um, our health changes. 
And then, of course, you know, everyone knows about Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia uh, that are impacting so many people uh, in such a devastating way uh, to, to live with, with memory loss. And the impact on family, of course, is, is tremendous. And so it's a huge issue, not just in the United States, but worldwide. And uh, in the United States, um, since health insurance and, and Medicare don't pay for long-term care and Medicaid will only if you're poor, that places that responsibility on families and finances. Um, so I always in, encourage uh, Congress, I've encouraged uh, several administrations to expand tax incentives, to put in programs to make people more aware of the problem of long-term care. Uh, don't know until they are in that crisis. That's one thing, if you can say the COVID-19 uh, crisis was, had a good impact. One of the good things about that is it really put a, a light on the problem of long-term care. Of course, as you know, COVID-19 really impacted, especially those that are older. Uh, you know, as you're older, you have more uh, comorbidities and, and uh, COVID-19 was devastating for people with existing health issues and those uh, that are older have obviously lots of existing health issues. And we saw on the news uh, what happened to the, the nursing homes in New York State, for example. Uh, and this was on the on the TV, uh, on the radio, and um, in the newspapers, uh, and social media, day after day after day, and it really opened the eyes of a lot of people who just were not aware how many people needed long term care, and of course, what was happening in those long term care facilities uh, because of COVID nineteen, not just for the care recipients, but the caregivers. The, the, the professional caregivers in these facilities and home care providers um, were, were really affected uh, by COVID-19 as well. Uh, so it's much more aware. We can't be in denial of long-term care. And I think over time, as more people uh, understand the problem, find out that long-term care insurance is actually affordable for most people, uh, that they they will plan. And I will tell you this, uh, you know, Curtis, you know, you talk about the curveballs in life. You know, long-term care is one of those curveballs. And I'm a big baseball fan. And you can see those, those players when there's a good curveball and that, that player, that batter is not prepared for it. They look really bad, right? And so in life, when we're throwing a curveball, if we're not prepared for it, uh, it can be devastating. Everyone needs a plan for long-term care. Now, not everyone needs long-term care insurance, but everyone needs a plan. You need to tell your family what your preferences are. Everyone should have a medical power of attorney. Everyone should have a, a living will, which explicitly explains what your preferences are. They're easy to get. You get free living wills and power of attorneys downloaded off the internet. Don't need an attorney for that. And then everyone should have a discussion with their adult children on, on this matter. It's not an easy discussion. No one wants to talk about 
you know, death, but even fewer people seem to want to talk about aging and disability. Aging and disability is unfortunately part of life. And these conversations need to take place. Yeah, insurance is important. And for some people, it's really something that's really important. But everyone needs some kind of way to address long-term health care and having the talk, having the conversation. Now, if you're younger, be proactive. Talk to your parents about long-term health care. Okay, so if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, maybe even if your parents are still active and relatively young, that is the time, by the way, to have the conversation. Not when you're 75, not when you're sitting in the nursing home. These conversations need to happen before, and it has to be a conversation with the entire family. It's tough, but... Um, you know, you know, next time everyone's uh, at the house for dinner, have the talk. Uh, and, and down the road, uh, the entire family will be very happy that that conversation had been started in advance before a crisis occurs. Well, talk about shopping for long-term care insurance. Uh, give some tips or, you know, best practices on shopping for long-term care insurance. Yeah, you know... It, there are several types of long-term care insurance policies. Uh, the most common is what we call traditional long-term care insurance, which include those partnership certified policies that we had talked about a little bit earlier. That is what most consumers purchase. Uh, it is also the most conservative from an underwriting standpoint. Um, these policies are medically underwriting, so you have to have reasonably, you don't have to have perfect health, but you gotta have reasonably good health to get it. Then we have what we call asset-based or what the industry calls hybrid policies. These are life insurance or annuities with a rider for long-term health care. Now they can be very expensive because they include a death benefit. Some people like the idea of combining uh, the two products together and for certain individuals, uh, it might be appropriate. And then there are what we call short-term or limited duration policies. These are usually cash indemnity policies, relatively small and inexpensive and more broader from uh, an underwriting standpoint. Finding the right policy means finding the right individual to help you. Um, and I always encourage people to talk to a long-term care specialist. Doesn't have to be me, obviously, but uh, there's other people like me throughout the country who specialize in long-term care planning, who represent all the top companies and have substantial experience, and they can match you based on age and health with the right company. Premiums can vary well over 100% between companies. But the nice thing about long-term care insurance is it's custom design. So you as a potential policyholder can design the plan based on your needs and based on your budget. Um, there's a number of resources that are available. Um, uh, there's a uh, longtermcare.gov is one of the first resources that I would, would recommend. It's the federal government we uh, website on long-term health care. Uh, that's a good resource. Uh, LTC News, which is uh, uh, www.ltcnews.com. That has a number of tools and resources, articles, 
uh, including the cost of care calculator, which I use all the time, which is another good resource. Um, uh, if you obviously do a Google uh, search into long-term care insurance, it'll bring up a lot of results as well. But I think it's important to understand that working with a specialist is, is important. The other thing to understand that these products are regulated jointly by the federal government and the states. So every insurance company has to file both their products and their pricing with the Department of Insurance. So no individual agent, agency, or advisor can give you special deals. Um, uh, because of these regulations, there are consumer protections. Um, there are guaranteed uh, and regulated benefit triggers. There are tax incentives uh, that are also available. So these consumer protections under Section 7702B of U.S. Code uh, can provide a little bit of peace of mind for, for individuals and their families looking at finding coverage, knowing that um, there are, are protections on both the state level and, and the federal level. Most people who buy long-term care insurance are in their 50s. They do that as part of the retirement planning. When you're younger, a lot of people have other responsibilities. Uh, while I have younger clients, of course, uh, most of my clients are between ages 45 and, and 65. Uh, but whenever you do it, uh, it's, it's important to make sure you talk to a specialist who represents multiple companies and has experience in this area, who understands how the products work and how they're underwritten. And you can find affordable coverage that will really help you and your family appropriately. Do you have any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about? Well, you know, uh, I uh, am hoping soon to get back on the road and do speeches. I like to do speeches around the country. The, the COVID situation kind of put a stop to that. Uh, I've done programs like, like this, podcasts and, and uh, other types of uh, interviews, and I will continue to do that. But hopefully sometime this summer, I'll get back on the road um, and I promote my, my speeches around the country. So my website, easy way to get to my website is radioltc.com. That's radioltc.com. Uh, that'll take you directly to my website. And uh, there, of course, not only is there information about me, I do promote uh, speaking engagements that I have. And of course, people can uh, contact me through my website as well. I'm also on, on Twitter uh, at McCann uh, LTC. So if you want to uh, uh, check me out on Twitter as well, and I'm also on Facebook. Uh, if you just do a, a, a Google search on Matt McCann Long-Term Care, I'm all over the place and people uh, should feel free to get a hold of me. I, I also get a lot of financial advisors and other insurance agents who contact me uh, in addition to uh, consumers, but I'm pretty much available and always open uh, uh, to, to help people across the country, um, both as a specialist in long-term care and also as a, a speaker on long-term care aging and uh, uh, caregiving. Well, you just answered my next question. Close us out with some final thoughts. Well, you know, my, my final thought is, is this. I know we all hope to 
enjoy a life. You know, we all want to, you know, live the dream, whatever that dream is that we all have. Uh, as we get older, those dreams evolve and we look forward to, you know, a successful retirement. That's kind of what we all work for. We want to be able to save enough money to be healthy and active in our retirement years. And we have to understand that that takes planning. And we have to understand that we're going to have a few curveballs along the way. And one of those are the consequences of aging. And if we take care of that sooner, it'll be a lot easier on our families, on ourselves, on our finances. So we can really live that dream of a, a successful retirement and uh, enjoy life, which is what it's meant and family will have time to be family. Ladies and gentlemen, RadioLTC.com. Check out Matt McCann. He's all over the place also. Take his, take his advice. Take a look into long-term care planning. Also, be sure to follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. Thank you all for tuning in on Facebook as well. Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Curtis. Loved it. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.